<laughs> hey, uh, hey, Ryan. Yeah, what's up? Why did the dragon only come out? Um, why or why did the dragon? Why did the dragon sleep during the day? I, I don't know. Why does the dragon only sleep during the day? Fight the night. I'm sorry. Did anyone else catch that? No. no. Did you know you stopped catching that? No. I think you said it too loud, and then your noise suppression canceled it. No. Uh, okay. Okay. Hey, hold on. We go again. No, this is it, actually. That's okay, the well, intro. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, at some point, we aren't going to be able to use technical difficulties <laughs> as our intro anymore. Yeah, but... The uh, answer was to fight the night, for those wondering. Oh, to fight. I got it. Got it. Do you get it? Do you get it? That's horrible. It is. Because, I'm sorry. like, nighttime, yeah, and then and also, the like, yeah. like a, a night. Like a... All right, that's where you lose me. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, this is the Roll for Insanity podcast. Um, we need to start off by apologizing for, uh, last week. We thought we had the session in the can and, uh, apparently it got canned. We, uh, we lost the episode and so we'll try to recreate it the best we can, but that did put us, uh, off a week. And unfortunately that was due to the fact that we were not able to meet in person. Um, unfortunately Clay uh, contracted COVID. We knew it was going to be. I got the Rona. And we thought, you know, we would be able to, you know, get by with, and none of us would get it. But, uh, unfortunately that put us into our remote again and the recording software we used, uh, for some reason didn't like us. I think Ryan was in control of it. I yeah, think it doesn't like fault. Ryan. It just didn't like you. Yeah. Well, Craig yeah. has an issue with you. I mean, it's just, yeah, it just is what it is. is. So, we uh, we will try to go forward. We um, we usually uh, record biweekly, uh, so we put uh, two sessions at a time in the can, and then we're you know we usually will stockpile. Going into the holidays, we knew that we weren't going to be uh, having as much time, and we thought we had enough. But uh, between that, uh, the COVID hit uh, forced us to separate, especially since they shut down California hard. And the beginning of December, uh, it made it impossible for us to meet to do the podcast. So uh, for the near future, we're going to be doing this. However, we now have the equipment set up that we can uh, bring in uh, Clay and Joey uh, remotely if we need to. And that's how we're doing it today. So. And potentially other mm-hmm. guest stars. <laughs> yes. Bump, bump, bump. Caleb, please yes, join the podcast. Yes, yes. We, we need to try to get Caleb to jump on board as well. Um, for, your, for your weekly Caleb update, um, I've learned that his players have reached the maximum level that they're going to be at for his campaign. And okay. um, I was in talks with Caleb about planning his final boss fight. So Awesome. Uh, ooh, the end, the end is close. We need to reach out and let them know it is time to die. <laughs> I am excited. <laughs> the final boss is just going to be all of us as a uh, four-headed dragon. 
Um, I'm prepared. These people have never met us before, and we're just going to show up and be like, hey, we're the final boss. Oh, that would be fun. Maybe we could talk Caleb and Eleni and do that. We could be remote. We could be the boss. That would be fun. We could. That would be fun. He could just let us, you know, reign terror. I don't think just wait until you guys find Orsa in my campaign. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) She coming back, boys. (laughs) Well, again. Anyway. Yeah, thank you for joining us, uh, for spending some time with us. Um, We hope that going forward, we'll have this a little bit better under control. And uh, we'll try to get back into creating multiple episodes at uh, one time. And then we'll have those in the uh, reserve. So... We'll try to recap what we were talking about on the uh, the missing episode. Um, we'll refer back to Clay. This was uh, regarding his campaign that's actively going on. And yeah. uh, we'll let him kind of give us a, a recap of where we were. And then we'll try to remember the best to our ability, where we were, and uh, what we had uh, spoke of on the prior one. Right. Absolutely. So welcome back to the world of discovery, everybody. I know you're all itching to find out what happened. Um, I I just want to say real fast, we actually have our own lost episode, you guys. I think this means we've made it. Yeah, pretty much, right? Just just congratulations all around. Um, I'm really happy that we had this moment to share. Um, Anyway, so all you audience members are interested to hear our heroes made it into the city of Swift and had met up with their contact, Macha, and were getting ready to infiltrate Paul LaCour's laboratory to go give him a good old killing. Yeah. And that was, I think you guys, I can't remember, what were your first impressions of Macha? Because I, I think somebody had some misgivings about him at first. Um, I don't know. I just thought he was a guy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was kind of just a dude. I'm and so then, glad that I have such a descriptive group of players. <laughs> and then, I mean, I'll, like, I'll, that I'll session, DM. all that I remember from that is we show up in town, we go to the marketplace, I'm pretty sure, and then we meet you up do. with Macha, and he's like, hey, so uh, we're going to go break into this place and kill a guy. And I'm like, all right, that's all that you are to me, is the guy who's getting me into this building. <laughs> he was, was the quest the, NPC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was the next night. We didn't even have time to enjoy the town or anything. You well, enjoyed the. You especially we enjoyed did. the town. Don't you start with me. You got yourself. Yeah. You know what? We're going to get into it. Pinwheel girl. So the heroes entered into town, and they didn't know who they were going to be beating up with. They found Macha, or more likely, more like Macha found them, escorted them back, and he began to tell you about himself, and he told you about Powell's plan. So Macha was one of his parents were some of the first people to follow Paul and he grew up, he was completely indoctrinated by all of Paul's, um, his words, um, the belief that he was higher than human and he followed him religiously. And it got to a point after a while of visiting the other town breezeway that he started to see that there was a, a very significant class divide and then working closer as he got his way up in the guard he started to notice that Powell seemed a little bit uh, not all there. He seemed like he was kind of losing it. And then he discovered Powell's great big plan, which was to develop a war machine that was going to uh, wreak havoc on other cities. Um, And he called this war machine the Hurricane. 
And the reason he called it that is because it was sort of like a, like a low-to-the-ground blimp. And it had a bunch of oscillating blades that went in all sorts of different directions uh, and with different arcs. And what his intention was was to fly this into crowds of people and decimate them. It was now, basically this, a giant floating yeah. food processor. Yeah, it was a blender. It was a, a really sharp, horrifying blender that could fly. And it was it really is gruesome to think about, especially in this world. This world doesn't have war, really. War was something that's very old. They haven't had war in a very long time. And those kind of old-fashioned war machines, they really fell to the wayside. I mean, boats are made out of wood. We've got all sorts of other things that have advanced, but others that haven't, and war never really took off. Uh, so this is going to be something that the world had never really seen before in living memory. Um, so they, uh, he was very concerned about it, and that was the moment that he decided to break from Paul and start working with um, your employers to try and take care of him. And so he told you that you had about a day, and then you were going to infiltrate the laboratory, find Paul, and take care of him, and that he had a couple of different options for you. Do you guys remember what those are? Yeah, so um, we had three options. Um, did. There was uh, talk our way in, sneak. <laughs> the, di the diplomacy. Uh -huh. yeah. Stealth. Uh, stealth. Uh, or uh, murder a bunch of people and go in through the front door. Which is what uh -huh. they assumed two barbarians would probably do. Well, surely. You I would, really did. You, you would think, well, there are two barbarians and a wizard. None of them yes. are particularly charismatic. Nor stealthy, by any no. means. They're probably. I, I go thought for that was a, three. Yeah, I thought that was like I was shoehorning it. I thought it was. I almost <laughs> felt bad. I was like, oh, I'm kind of railroading them there. I've really only given them the one option. And no, you <laughs> against all odds, we chose option two, sneakiness. Yes, you did. Which I thought was hilarious. I was really hoping, like I hoped in my heart that you were going to pick diplomacy, even though I knew you weren't going to. Uh, because I really just wanted to, I wanted you guys to see how ridiculously easy it was actually going to be to get in there if you tried to talk. Because Powell was so full of himself, he would have taken anything. <laughs> he would have loved to have had visitors. He was really excited. But you didn't. You went with stealth, which was the last thing that I was expecting. And so I actually <laughs> had to, like, I had prepared for stealth, but at the same time, I... <laughs> it was probably the least prepared route. It was the least prepared, yeah. I, I had other things prepped, and I was like, oh, okay, well, guess we're going with this one then. Clay's dream is crushed. <laughs> um, but I gave you guys uh, time. You get, had one day in this new bright city uh, to kind of explore. Uh, you went to the marketplace. Um, yeah, so I after you decided on the spell. All of that, I think, right? I need, well, that might have been what we lost. I can't remember. That if was that's... the last episode. No, I'm pretty sure we covered it in the last episode. I'm pretty. I'm almost positive where we left off was right before, like the night before. It was the night before? All or right. The night of. Well, rather. Just in case, summary: um, Seamus, Kevin's character, got a girlfriend that sold pinwheels. Uh, Joey got himself a necromancer, uh, and uh, Swedish hammer. Made him a Swedish hammer that makes fun of anybody that it hits. And Ryan got himself a new suit and um, a... Or no, you you didn't... What's no, his I name? I don't think Ryan? I ended up buying anything here. 
You did, didn't you get a suit? I thought you did. You got the, the forest green oh, suit. Oh, that's right. Yes, I bought a, my quote-unquote traveling suit. Yes, your travel suit. Uh, and so they all went to sleep and, or well, went back to Macha's home and got prepared for their nighttime invasion. So to infiltrate the lab, they were fortunate enough, almost as if someone wrote the campaign, um, to have a guard, Macha, who was supposed to be guarding the back door of the facility that night. How convenient. And I know, right? Deus Ex Machina. Who would have thought? Um, so their job was to sneak through the lab, get to Paul's um, kind of study area where he was working, and take care of him there. To do that, they had to sneak past several groups of guards. Otherwise, the guards would raise the alarm uh, and more would come in and Powell would be alerted that they were there. So, Oops. yeah. <laughs> One of you had invisibility that was me and yet you were the first one <laughs> i think to to make noise yeah i'm pretty sure um i rolled like a a two on my first stealth yeah check. you did um but i was invisible so i didn't immediately ruin everything no let, let, let the two barbarians deal with that <laughs> hey yeah I, okay here was Which... my here was my thinking for the situation okay Tell i us. figured a full-on assault I'm going to die because I don't have very many hit points. You um, probably were. Charismatic entrance. If either of the two barbarians say anything, we're screwed. And I only <laughs> have like 12 charisma. So probably not going to go that route either. I figured, sneaky, I can turn invisible. And the other two probably have decent dexterity because they're playing martial fighters. And so, you know, I thought, you know, this is probably the way to go. And you know what? I think, you know, besides everything that ended up happening, <laughs> yeah. it, it went pretty okay. Outside yeah. of the result, it was perfect. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I rolled a two on my first stealth check. Um, which was great because yeah. that guard was sleeping and then you actually you managed to wake him up. Yeah. Uh, anything short of like what you rolled, I was just going to have him sleep through everything. That was supposed to be like the gimme to introduce you to the tactic of sneaking through the lab. But yeah, we you, don't take <laughs> handouts here. Nope. There's, there's no handouts. It's not easy here. <laughs> and to be fair, right. if I remember, I believe Three. that I went third and I actually did okay, but the damage had been done. Yes. Yes, you did. Everybody managed to get past that guard without raising any more suspicion, I think. We got past because... a few guards before raising suspicion, actually. We probably should Well, you, got, you definitely raised some suspicion. You just didn't raise any alarms. And then we shoved the uh, crossbow in the door to keep it hey, from closing. Hey, you're getting ahead of yourself. Okay, all right. Um, so they managed to it. sneak past um, <laughs> Mr. Sleepy Guard. They came through another uh, guard that was patrolling a nearby room uh, they had to get past the hallway that one went a little bit better i think only one of you messed up the roll there um and it wasn't i think that might have it wasn't matcha no i think it might have been um Bree or joey yeah i don't remember um, yeah i never rolled poorly in my entire life i only roll above 15 i believe no that 100 percent because i am a fool um <laughs> yeah for anyone that doesn't uh, know joey has the most cursed rolls of all time like, it's a rarity for him to roll in the double digits. <laughs> Joey rolls like blind people describe color. It's really just not good. It's kind of yeah. sad. All right. Poor I'm Joey. Like, it's okay, Joey. We're in a fun campaign now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, um, <laughs> the third guard is where you guys really ran into trouble. And he was talking with a scientist and you really had to, I was really putting the pressure on you there because all it took was one of them to turn around and you guys were going to get seen. And all you had to do was make noise for that to happen. Uh, and I think, Ryan, I think you went, Matra got through, and then you went and you made noise, but you were invisible, so they didn't see anything. And yep. that's what kind of started the the hilarity, which was them kind of looking around, trying to figure out where the noise came from. And in their movements, that actually made it easier for the others to get through. Um, oh, and according to plan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The, the thing separating the guard and the scientist from the group was a swinging metal door. And they were all... <laughs> I didn't think about this as a puzzle for you to solve, but it ended up being one anyway where you guys were thinking to yourselves, how do I keep this door open? Because yeah. if it keeps swinging, then they're going to hear it. Yeah, I think that was the point, right? Is we were worried about yeah. it like, closing loudly behind us or something. I don't yes, I think, think you were concerned that it was moving... They would see the movement or they would hear it or something or other. Yeah. So what did you end up doing? Uh, I ended up taking a crossbow off of someone. I don't remember who. Did was... we end up like killing a guard? No, I had several. It was from Seamus. Okay, yeah. I so, collect weapons. <laughs> I took a crossbow from Seamus and I used it to wedge the door open. I'm like, you know what? They probably won't notice. It's fine. Yes, you do. They I really notice. should have looked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did eventually notice. Um, I really should have looked up the weight of a light crossbow because I really don't think that it's that much. Well, and that's what you. I think had we were just trying to keep it from clicking open. closed. I think is the problem. Yeah, we weren't trying to like use it as a doorstop. We were trying to like door jam just to right. keep it from closing all the way. Yeah. I think either the noise or we were afraid that it would was locked because. That the, might have been it, too, actually. Because I think you went in right after one of the guards actually, went through, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I think you're right. I think I was worried that it was locked. And so, I, yeah, I followed a guard in, and we managed to, like, prop the door open. But then... You did. So, we created our own problems. Yeah, pretty play. much. We didn't need you. Yeah. We, we'll do our own damage. <laughs> you, know? you, you created a problem for yourself and solved it in a ludicrous way. <laughs> Well, which I thought was solved fine. in quotation marks. Yes, yeah, solved in quotation, because the light crossbow, as I looked it up just now, it's only five pounds. Yeah, and that was a big, heavy metal door. Yeah, I really shouldn't have let you do it, but it was funnier that way. So, regardless of all of that, you managed to make it into the main hall, which is right outside Powell's lab. The lair. Um, the lair. And in in the lair, you uh, you kind of talked about what you were going to do, um, and then you walked in. And when you walked in, you kind of had, uh, like how, how do round, I describe? I think. Yeah, you basically had one round where you kind of walked around. You didn't see anything inside the room. You could see a desk. You could see some um, electrical, like workstations and things. There was a catwalk that ran across the top, uh, and then some doors leading into a much larger room behind this. But you didn't see Powell. He wasn't where um, you were told that he was going to be. Uh, so you kind of looked around for him, and then you guys heard um, some speaking. He started to speak to you from somewhere. So um, if you would like, I can actually, I have his little monologue. I was going to say, right that, that was not speaking, that was his, his <laughs> monologue. 
He did his villain monologue. Yes. Would you guys like to hear it again? I put yeah. a lot of work in this sure. paragraph. Thank hey, you so don't much. Take the, don't take it personal, Clay, but we didn't listen to it the first time. Or the That's second okay. time. It was a blah, blah, yeah, blah. It, you didn't listen to it in the last episode either. I, we'll see if you actually make it through this whole time <laughs> while listening to me. So anyway, Powell walks out. He's this, you know, middle-aged looking scientist, even though he's over uh, like 100 years old. Um, and they hear this voice echoing through this metallic lab, and it says, so, the wicked have sent my assassins at last. And they see him walk out. Dramatic center stage. He's up on the catwalk. Uh, there's a chill. The room stops. No one's really looking. All of my players are super impressed. Uh, and then he continues on. You people are all the same. You take and you take and you take. The whole world was a gift given to us, and you all just squandered it away. I didn't ask for this, you know. Nobody asked me if I wanted to be immortal, but I know why. I must have been put here for a reason. I must have. For so long I toiled over it, languishing in pain, but he speaks to me now. Our father who gave us this gift, this curse, he speaks to me now, and I know what I must do. He has chosen me for my genius and rewarded me. He wanted us to work together, but we will never. Not while those imbeciles rape the land and destroy what humanity has been given. I will stop them. And then he will see that I was the best of them all along. You all will never understand. And I've grown tired of trying to make you understand. The time for talk is over. Now it's time to die. We agreed on that. You did. <laughs> you know, it was the really time... nice of us to let him get through that whole monologue. Yeah, without we, we didn't shoot Honestly, him. Honestly, it was. I was very surprised, um, and I think that's that wasn't your characters. That was you all, because I think right. that your characters I, like. I'm mainly surprised through. that Todd let him finish. You know, Todd let him talk. No, yeah, you did. No. Word. I know, but what Todd would do these? No, shut up, and then he would have shot him or thrown. He would have <laughs> chucked a javelin, a javelin yeah. at him. Whoa. Todd with two Ds wouldn't have cared about his monologue, do you think, no. Joey? Todd would have cared. He w- he wanted to cared, but he would have at least given him the, <laughs> the courtesy of letting him ramble. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, he was in no rush. <laughs> a pig looked no at rush. you funny, and look what happened there. Yeah, you almost got into a fight cold. with a child in the middle of a town. He looked at me funny. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I I don't. I don't know. I was just very. I was grateful that you guys let me get through that. I put a lot of work into that one paragraph. Well, that's what we we knew. We rather knew than that, somebody that's, just you know yeah. hucking a javelin yeah. after the first word came out of his mouth. Yeah, you didn't murder <laughs> hobo me, which I appreciated, even though I knew you totally could have. Um, so I was grateful. Um, as the DM, I was very happy with how that went. And then, <laughs> you know, regardless of all of that, it was still time for some fighting. So at that point combat started and i think you all remember how combat started there and i'd love if one of you uh explained um well you see uh he ripped off his shirt like an anime character yes (laughs) fabio (laughs) and then um he pulled out his two wind swords Ooh. and then you, you know, like the ones from Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> what? No. The, the no. one where Aang bends the air into the hilt of Nothing the sword. Nothing like that. And then wind blades I, come out of it. I hate stealing things from popular culture. I mean, I Clay, you haven't even that. seen Avatar The Last Airbender, right? Yeah, you know, I, I've yeah. never seen it one time. I've heard yeah. it's a really bad show. Um, I definitely don't watch it while I sleep. Um, nothing like that. 
So continue. continue. Anyway, yeah. So he pulls out these two wind swords. Really cool original idea. Do not steal. Um, Definitely. And then he, he, I don't remember if there was a one liner or not. I think he already delivered it. So he just jumps down and, uh, I don't know, sword thing happens. So now, see, you described that he took off his shirt. He kind of ripped yeah, that it was open. Important. You didn't describe that he was ripped like. Oh yeah, he was like shredded. Like no tomorrow. Yeah, like dude was shredded. Fabio, you know, the long flowing hair, yeah. that you know, the the six pack on six pack, and yeah, exactly. the guy couldn't have been more ripped. And honestly, I think that that contributed a little bit to Todd's rage. He seemed very upset that he was flashing his muscles around. Well, um, Todd. Impressed. Todd, you know, I mean, come on, let's let's be honest. You know, he knows he's the strongest one in the building. <laughs> yeah, Todd was impressed. He's like, "Oh, dude, nerd's got must nerd lifts." <laughs> new, new lifting buddy. <laughs> new lifting buddy, and then, but I had so to you him, almost so. you almost murder a child for showing off his muscles in a marketplace and looking at yeah. you. I never but... murdered a child. I murdered a child's pig. Get it right. You asked to fight the kid first. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and I would have knocked him unconscious. I'm not a murderer. Well, that, that, uh, that's yes. what you were doing with the pig, too. The man who yeah, murdered the pig, pig just... in the middle of town knows right from wrong. Not a murderer, says the pig in Manslayer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that man was in, that was a defense. Right? That man hasn't happened yet. For now, he's just Todd the pig slayer. Right. Yeah, he's getting he has not myself. advanced yes. too far. Anyway, so fight begins, um, and Paul is, you know, he's the father of wind energy. He's very swift. He's agile. He spends hey, a lot of time. Is that what? why that city is named Swift? You know, Whoa. I bet it probably had something to do with it. No way. I don't know. I'm not the DM, but I think <laughs> that it probably had um, something to do with it. As a DM, I can confirm that is exactly what it was. Oh, thanks, Joey. Thanks, Joey. Yeah, thank thanks you, Joey. for that clarification. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I put a lot so, of so in this that. episode, we have to re- we, we have to make sure we you know, give credit where credit is due. We also had Bree playing as well. That's true. We did, and Bree was actually uh, an instrumental part in all of this. Um, yeah, she was playing a so cleric, right? She was. Yeah, she, she was playing yeah. a cleric. She kept me from dying. So she did. She did save you. <laughs> Um, so with Powell, he was jumping all over the place. He was running up and down, up to the catwalk, back down. The alarm and sounded. He, the alarm sounded, yes. And at this point, Macha starts barricading the doors you came through, and you start hearing pounding on them. And you have a couple of rounds of combat before a couple of guards come in. And in this time, Joey does something. Yeah, you know, interesting. It, everybody says that his character is dumb. I don't think so. He's pretty wicked sharp sometimes. He does he's have just, the street smarts. He's, he's just, just quick naive. on his feet. Yeah. 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 So tell us what happened, Joey. So, Joey, what'd you do? Oh, well, me wearing <laughs> my really cool hat of disguise, I um, I disguised myself as, as a wind boy. That's Mr. Nerd Powell. Mm-hmm. As we were fighting and as the guards came in, I claimed that I was the real Powell and the guy I was fighting was, the, was an imposter, which somehow worked even though i was wielding a giant <laughs> maul and the guy was wielding you know wind swords like powell <laughs> does it's true yeah it was, yeah. It was definitely interesting and then you know i, I helped add on to the ruse i'm here in like um a full tuxedo like dressed to the nines and i'm like hey why are you guys attacking me you stupid guards i'm clearly powell's honored guest okay that guy's an <laughs> imposter he came in here and he's trying to murder my friend 
I love how we were just discussing the fact that you guys have no charisma, and that's why you didn't want to try and talk your way in. And yet the second you get into combat, you try and talk your way out of combat. Well, let's be honest. <laughs> Mr. Squishy Boy. I'm that's, a coward. That's And that's what he has to fall back on. It's not like he has any type of combat. I think he did his little twinkle dust a couple times. It really didn't do I cast a, a lot of magic missiles at Powell. You did. Um, you did use a lot of magic. But that's about all I can do. <laughs> so, it, I mean, and you did fine. But the thing that strikes me as odd is the barbarian was the one that started the... <laughs> The, the charisma game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were the one that tried to talk your way out of it first. Well, because I couldn't defend everyone while I was 1v1-ing power, or 1v2v1-ing, because I think um, Seamus was with me. Yeah. We had him flank. While the Squishy was all alone. Or no, no, you had Breathe character. Yeah, well, I was yeah. up on the catwalk with you guys, but I was a good distance away. And I was helping um, Macha and Bree on the ground. But I think they had uh, crossbows, then, so you still were a Right, that's why I was trying to talk yeah, them down. Right. Yeah. And they did. trying to buy everyone some time so we could kill the real Powell. It but, was definitely a good move on Todd's part. And it worked, was the weird part. It did. Well, just it long did. enough. Long enough. It bought you, I think, two rounds of confusion from them as they kind of worked through. It definitely bought Joey more time. Yeah. They were fighting um, Ryan's character after one round, but Joey, I think, got two yeah. before they really started to engage him. Well, and Paul um, got in one good, uh, one good smack, too. He did, and that's the thing. So these wind swords that he was carrying, um, he was able to, with lots of practice before this, he was able to... <laughs> point these wind swords at one another and kind of just build up some energy there and then he could flick them out release it and it would knock anybody near him backwards and this was something that I reskinned from the air elemental actually Paul himself is just a reskinned air elemental from um, the, the player's handbook so uh, it knocked the players back and I was really hoping that I was going to get to knock you off the catwalk and it never happened it didn't. You everybody on the catwalk that was close enough got their save, and it really made me sad because Macho, by the time he got up there, he Macho was already took, he took the the brunt of that hit. Though he got thrown across the room into the wall. That did. Happen. He did. Yeah. yeah. Macho then, got knocked off and got proned. And um, Joey got knocked back a few. Joey's feet. character Todd with two Ds. Uh, he got he got he got pushed back. I think like five feet. It just kind of it but, just uh, caused him just to disengage that one round. But that was pretty much his demise. Now then, yeah, Seamus, you know, Strongfoot. Yeah, well, there's a reason why he's called Strongfoot. Paul his name was Strongfellow. <laughs> oh. oh, you know what? Strong yeah, that's true. Good, My yeah. other character is Strongfoot. In the one, the, the, the ep- epic episode or epic campaign we were playing that we played once. That's right. He was Strongfoot. Yeah. Wait, which one? That was one with James. And, uh, ah, yes. Yeah, that was a completely that's... different one. But he was Strongfoot. This one's Strongfellow. Gotta stop. You really like those I mean, He is a strong fellow. <laughs> he is a strong he fellow. True. But I so, love how the, the yeah. barbarians just beat the snot out of him, and then the cleric. <laughs> the cleric did get the the coup de gras. Oh, that oh, was and it was in the best way possible too. It was. So if uh, if Ryan is correct, and we have discussed the market in Swift before. Then we've already gone over the fact that Kevin's character, Seamus, had a crush on a woman selling pinwheels and had purchased several large, I'm talking like foot and a half, two foot wide pinwheels that he was carrying with him on his back like a gigantic toddler. 
And yep. in in fitting form, um, Paul was kind of leaning over onto the catwalk, and from below, what, what's the spell that Bree used? Holy weapon. Um, spiritual, spiritual weapon. weapon. Spiritual, spiritual weapon. She but got to use spiritual weapon in whatever the uh, cleric deems. Yeah, it's supposed to be in like the weapon of your god, but that's not really a thing in this setting. So no, yeah. it was just no. kind of like whatever weapon you feel like. And of course, what did Bree go for? <laughs> an enormous spiritual pinwheel and it was it was exactly like a movie you can just see it from paul's side the camera's right behind him he's leaning and just from the ground you hear and it rises up in front of him and then flies into him and it was it was honestly it was something like something out of gears of war it was just gruesome it ripped him up you know from top to bottom what a fitting demise, considering that's what he was planning on doing with everybody else in his airship. It really was. Uh, it really was some was comedic poetic, irony. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was very good. Um, <laughs> so he basically got sawbladed to death, uh, and something fun happened when he died. Um, at that moment, the walls of the lab, and basically, it sounded like the entire laboratory. It sounded like it was getting just bombarded with rushes of wind. Like wind was like trying to burst in from outside into the lab. Um, and you could hear it all throughout and then it stopped. And at that point, Paul started to fall over, but his body started to kind of burn. He started to burn up uh, and he was kind of withering away. Uh, and in that time, Ryan, I think you reached over and you grabbed his journal yeah. that had fallen out of his pocket. That was burning but it wasn't completely gone. You were able to salvage some of it before it disappeared. Yeah, and it was kind of weird because it was kind of, I, th- I believe you said it like was disintegrating in my hands even after I'd removed it from the body. It uh, was, yeah, it was still burning. So things were still falling away from it, but there were pieces that you were able yeah, to so save. it was very strange. It's like the, you know, the epic movie, you know, the mummies or anything, right. you know, they, they've been around for a thousand years, but as soon as you kill them, you Starts know. Starts to disintegrate. Yeah, they, whatnot, they return yeah. to dust, you know, and that's kind of, I, that's kind of the feeling I got from that. It was very similar. It, almost as if, you know, this is what this guy should have looked like at almost 200 years old. You know? And I, I don't got know. the air swords. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Seamus looted his air swords. Uh, and that's just its own dangerous thing. Yeah, that, we'll that, that story later. continues, and we'll get to that <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. So at that moment, then, the guards are still rushing in but they don't really know what to do and matcha tells you all that you're going to leave out of the back and through the back that's where you get to see the hurricane and that's where you you really start to get a feel like a full understanding of the kind of carnage that you are uh, attempting to you know destroy to stop yep yeah because this thing was it was massive it was like the size of the uh, the size of a blimp it really was huge um yeah. And Matra, yeah, go ahead. No, it's just, you know, it's like a blender attached to the Hindenburg. Yeah, it really, it could have been horrific. Um, and Matra starts to point you towards a a tunnel that takes you down into the sewer and it takes you out of the city. And he tells you that Jack and BS, your mechanical um, eldritch horse, are waiting for you on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes clear that he's not going with you, that he's going to take care of the lab and take care of the machine to make sure that it isn't 
you know, salvaged by any of his loyalists and used. Uh, um, infamous self-destruct button. The infamous self-destruct button. So he doesn't actually, it doesn't have a self-destruct button. What was happening is that there was a lot of like explosive fuel, right? material. Yeah, there was fuel. There was a lot of stuff in there. Uh, and Macho was able to essentially cause the area that it was in to overheat. And that was supposed to give him enough time to get out before things started to react and explode. Um, so you all get down into the tunnel. You say your goodbyes to Macha, and he starts setting things off. And about halfway down the tunnel, you all feel the earth shake violently, and you hear the explosion. And through that tunnel, you can see a little bit of the blast back from the explosion kind of come down and towards you, but it doesn't get close enough to you to cause you any danger. Um, and it seemed at the time too short of an amount of time for Macha to have gotten out you were concerned about his health and his safety because mm -hmm. it was pretty quickly after you left that that happened. But we kind of um, had more pressing things to contend for. Yeah, you did. You know, you just assassinated, um, essentially in this world, one god. of the, this world's gods. Yeah. And the people that liked this God are all around you and probably not happy about it. So you get through the tunnel, you rush through, you find Jack on the other side uh, Jack has upgraded BS's cart, and it now looks <laughs> essentially like a, a big, it's like a big wooden mobile home. Yeah, like that's attached gypsy to the back wagon. Of this horse. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You now have your gypsy wagon, and he asks you if you did it, and you say that you did. Uh, he looks kind of pale-faced. He's kind of grim, but he ushers you inside. And as you're getting in, I can't remember who saw it. I think it was Raz. It was. So. Yeah, he's the one yeah. has got the best perception. Or it you was my bird. Crazy good perception. So, somehow you become aware that over on a hill nearby, there is a disciple and he's watching all of you. And it seems as though he's been there for some time. And so he gets a good look at all of your faces. He gets a good look at what your wagon looks like. And then before you can engage him, he kind of runs off over that hill and uh, is gone. So from there, uh, Jack tells you that he's taking you somewhere safe. Uh, the Your employers have set up a manor in the middle of some woods uh, some distance away to take care of things. On the way out, you can see that Powell's lab has this enormous hole blown in the top of it. The sky is red. There's tons of smoke. There's fire. Um, it just it looks like the place just got hit by terrorists, honestly. Well, it, well. <laughs> theoretically, it kind of did, yes. Um, Terrorists with two R's. <laughs> That's a bad joke. I shouldn't have laughed at that. I'm sorry. Wink, wink, Todd. Wink, wink. <laughs> yep. So you all get back to the manor. Um, you have some guards posted outside, so you don't need to stay up. Jack tells you that he's going to go off and try and see what's happening, get in contact with uh, Macha or anybody else on the inside, and then he'll come back. And that's when um, you had some downtime. That's when you had some downtime, yeah. You guys had the night to, to sleep and... You got through it. Um, but I don't know. Is that a good stopping point? Do yeah. You think? Yeah. Actually, we're kind of running out of time. That's a good spot. Um, and just to let you know, we've decided to start recording our session. So we're going to do, Woo. I think we're going to do a summary for the first one. And uh, we'll we'll reach out to you guys and let you know what the... Uh, the uh, link for the podcast is for that. We'll do it separate. We won't do it in this one. We'll still be here uh, giving you updates on it. 
for those who don't want to follow the actual, you know, live play, we'll keep doing it here. Plus, we'll do our technical stuff, our news, and everything else that we've been doing in the past. So, yeah, you but, can expect that next week. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to start that. Um, again, we are doing this remotely. Uh, Ryan and myself, of course, we're in the same household, so that makes it easy for us. Uh, but Joey and Clay are both outside, and we will doing we'll keep doing the remote. Um, I think we've kind of got a better handle on it now, so we'll be able to continue with that. Uh, hopefully our audio quality is okay and everything good and uh, the recording is good, but, uh, that, uh, that yep. should do it for this week and keep in, keep, you know, listening and, uh, keep in touch. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Um, we'll, uh, we'll let, uh, you know, the infamous duo give us the, uh, the information on our website. Uh, and that will be changing. We'll be uh, updating with the secondary podcast too. Right. Don't even know what we're going to name it. We'll come up with an idea for that. If and you have an idea, let us know. Yeah, that we'll yeah. Use that. We, we'd we be more than happy to section. try that. Yeah, and the feedback. Podcast podcast face. And the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, also happy Martin Luther King Day. Yes, yes. Uh, this is going up on Martin Luther King. So hopefully you guys have it off. <clears throat> Enjoy. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. All right. Guys. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, Clay. Uh, did you know that we have a website? We have a website? Yeah, we have a website. It's um, rollforinsanity.com. Wait, do I spell out the word for? No, it's just the number. So oh. it's roll, the number four, insanity.com. That's awesome. What can I find on there? Yeah, we have a bunch of stuff on there, actually. Have you ever wanted to follow us on social media? I have. Well, you know, it's kind of hard to find those pages on it the really apps. It yeah. can't spell. Right. And so, you know, uh, but the thing is, if you can make it to our website, we have links to all of our social media on there. Wow. You know what social medias we have? Clay? I'd love to know. We have Facebook, <gasps> ooh, Instagram, pictures, and Twitter. Annoying. Wow. All of your favorite social medias in one place. Um, besides that. Uh, we also have a newsletter. A newsletter? A newsletter. What do we say? So you put your email in, and, and then we take it and sell it to people over the internet. We don't sell it. We don't sell it. But what we will do is we'll send you updates on whenever we release a new episode or if there's anything else that we want to fill you guys in on. That's so exciting, Ryan. I'm going to go there right now. Isn't it just? But hold on. There's <gasps> more. There's more? We also have a section dedicated to new players. Who's that? So if you're just getting into D&D for the first time, we have a bunch of stuff, uh, links to Amazon, all like consolidated onto one page. And, you know, if you're looking to buy some dice or a dice tower or a DM screen or some handbooks, you know, any of that sound interesting? I love all of those things and well, more. Congratulations. We got all of your favorite links in one place. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, also, if you think that we're doing a bad job and you want to tell us about it. I hate you. Or if you think we're doing a good job and you want to tell us about it, we have a feedback section. A feedback section. Yeah. You can just uh, type in your message. Let us know what you think about the show, what you want to see in future episodes, and that'll get delivered directly to us i'm gonna flame you guys so hard great except the only nathan will be reading it and then he's gonna tell us what it said so you'll only be hurting his feet that's good 